This is Smarter Care Connections, a podcast produced by the Virginia Center for Health Innovation, a public-private partnership working to turn competition into collaboration to design a healthcare system that delivers better health for patients, better satisfaction for providers, and better value for Virginia. This episode of Smarter Care Connections is the second in a special series to recognize VCHI's 10th anniversary. Our guests this week are Nancy Agee and Debbie Oswalt, two founding board members of VCHI. Nancy Howell Agee is president and CEO of Carillion Clinic, a $2 billion not-for-profit integrated healthcare system headquartered in Roanoke, Virginia. Prior to her current role, Ms. Agee served as Executive Vice President and COO. During her tenure as COO, she co-led Carillion's transformation from a collection of hospitals to a fully integrated, patient-centered, physician-led organization. Ms. Agee is a nationally recognized leader in healthcare and the immediate past chair of the American Hospital Association. Ms. Agee is a former member of the Board of Commissioners for the Joint Commission, and past chair of the Virginia Hospital and Healthcare Association and the Virginia Center for Health Innovation. Debbie Oswald is the founding executive director of the Virginia Healthcare Foundation, where she has served for 30 years. Created as a public-private partnership by the Virginia General Assembly and its Joint Commission on Healthcare, VHCF's mission is to increase access to primary and preventive health care for uninsured and medically underserved Virginians. Under her leadership, VHCF has developed a wide range of innovative initiatives and has helped more than 800,000 Virginians obtain needed health care. Prior to joining VHCF, Debbie honed her healthcare advocacy skills first at the Virginia Poverty Law Center, where she worked as a staff attorney for four years, and later serving as Deputy Secretary of Health and Human Resources in the cabinets of Governors Belisles and Wilder. VCHI was fortunate to have Nancy and Debbie as founding board members, and we are honored to have them join us here today. Now I'll turn it over to Steve Horan, our facilitator for this series. Steve? Thank you, Ashley. We're excited to have this conversation today with two people who've been deeply involved in health innovation for Virginia from a state perspective and a community perspective. First, we have Nancy Agee, who has been an innovation leader for Carillion Clinic and for many innovative partnerships across Virginia. Welcome, Nancy. Thank you, Steve. What a pleasure it is to be here and spend some time reflecting on the VCHI's 10th anniversary. Thanks, Nancy. And next, we have Debbie Oswald, who has been a catalyst for innovation at the community level and the state level through her work with the Virginia Healthcare Foundation and beyond. Welcome, Debbie. Hi, Steve. Thanks so much. And hello to you, Nancy. It's, hey, Debbie. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's really fun to be here. And I cannot, as one of the founding uh, organizations and founding funders of the Virginia Center for Health Innovation, it's hard for me to believe that it's been 10 years already, but it's quite a milestone. Truly is. Thanks, Debbie. Nancy and Debbie, we could talk for hours about your decades of work in Virginia and the countless partnerships you've been involved with. Today, we're especially interested in your perspectives on VCHI as a resource and a partner for innovation 
not only at the statewide level, but at the community level where your organizations make such a positive difference. So let's get started. Nancy, we're really grateful to have Carillion Clinic as an organization that truly lives its mission to improve the health of the communities it serves. We can see this in the community needs assessments you perform, the partnerships you develop, and the services you provide. 10 years ago, BCHI came along with a statewide vision to help facilitate innovation. In your view, how have the possibilities for innovation and partnership changed with the arrival and evolution of BCHI? Great question. And first, I'm like, Debbie, I, I can't believe it's been 10 years. 10 years have gone like, I don't know, a blink of the eye. And I remember those early days, Debbie, with you and a few others sort of scratching our head with what the heck are we doing and, and how are we going to, you know, really facilitate innovation across the state? Um, and, uh, you know, when looking back, we accomplished a lot. Um, so it's fun to reminisce. It's fun to be here. You know, innovation for me is a real passion. And one of the reasons that we, we were leaned in right from the beginning, um, because we think it's so incredibly important. And I think one of the more valuable assets that we brought was a certain discipline to real to focus on the data. You know, certainly Debbie, your organization has done that from the beginning. Let's just not do whatever we, you know, kind of think is popular or interesting, but what do the data re suggest and then how do you build on that? And frankly, there is a sea of data um, and I think you can almost get lost. The challenge is that it's not a tsunami, rather that the data, uh, once you, what are the insights within the data and how can you turn information and analysis into action? Clearly easier said than done. Um, and I think that's where I see VCHI's real value. I, I remember those early days when we had, we thought a lot about what kind of data should we capture? What should we do with it? And the VCHI has developed significant programs and projects, I think, that, that have leveraged that power of data. And maybe I'll just give a couple examples, if that's all right. So um, one that I love is Smarter Care Virginia. You know, we were the first in the nation to uh, collaborate involving more than 7,000 clinicians across the state to reduce low-value care by about 25%. And uh, maybe I took a page from, um, from that because our uh, values for Carillion didn't have the word collaboration in them. And uh, we have since updated our own value statement to include collaboration. And then, you know, there's another um, project that I'm uh, particularly proud of, and that's the Virginia Task Force on Primary Care. And in that work, which was begun during the pandemic, unhard un to believe, um, we began to build a stakeholder coalition to address real concerns about primary care sustainability through the use of actionable data. 
as well as sort of more visible, more viable payment models that allow for predictability in the financial support and other needed infrastructure. So I, I think the project worked to identify markers of high value care, even in the midst of COVID. And something we were talking about before the program started about, you know, COVID and the sequelae from COVID, post-COVID, we will get past this great pandemic and maybe become an endemic. But the things we learned during COVID that can be particularly effective for consumers and, and primary care physicians, I think, are um, promoting innovations in telehealth, um, population health management, outreach to, uh, to the sort of changing environment in which we're in. Debbie, for some context for our audience, the Virginia Healthcare Foundation has made a profound difference in Virginia, not only as a funder, but also as an advocate, a catalyst, a convener, and an innovation leader. And the process, you've developed a really deep knowledge of Virginia communities and a long track record of fostering partnerships that make a lasting difference. From your perspective, how has VCHI made a positive difference as an innovation partner, and how does that matter at the community level? Well, um, thanks, Steve. You know, uh, when I think of VCHI, uh, I, 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 this, this uh, knowing that we were going to do this today kind of led me on a little walk down memory lane. It's really remarkable to me. Uh, you know, if you remember. When we started, and Nancy, you'll remember this too, the first project out of the gate, because we wanted to add value right away, and we wanted to add value in communities, was the creation of a website portal. The Virginia Innovation Health Innovation Network. Yeah, I think Thank you, Steve. So, and that, uh, to me, uh, was just indicative. It was a, a very fitting start, as it turned out, for the center. Uh, because it was a place where uh, everyone was encouraged to share uh, the information about what they were doing in the co their communities that was being successful uh, or not. And, you know, some of the challenges and, uh, and then letting others, almost like an open source kind of thing in a way, letting others, uh, you know, give suggestions or interact uh, and uh, you know, I thought that was uh, just a very fitting beginning. I mean, it was very helpful, I think, to many and uh, really paved the way for the collaborative spirit and the ongoing um, stimulation of uh, creativity and innovation and partnerships. From there, uh, many things unfolded. Uh, I think one of the real values, there are specific projects we could talk about, um, a more recent one, partnering with uh, Bay Aging, you know, on the Community Integrated Health Network. VCHI didn't start that. Bay Aging started it uh, in response to Medicare rules, actually, in terms of readmissions and just trying to keep folks in the community and uh, give them what they needed, and they were so successful. Uh, and uh, and then, like so many things that start as um, federal pilots, you know, the money's there for a, a very given period of time, and then it goes away. And even when something is wonderfully successful, like 
the Bay Aging Project was we were at a point where that money was, it, it went away. GCHI uh, and some of its partners stepped up and said, wait just a minute, you know, this has just got national recognition. We're doing great things here. And, uh, you know, we can't, we, we can't let this just dissolve. And that was, gosh, that was probably eight years ago. And uh, the steps that were taken really uh, uh, in concert with VCHI and beyond uh, have made it what it is today and very thriving and continuing to grow. And so, you know, I think the same thing with the VMAP project, the Virginia um, Mental uh, Health Program uh, for Kids, uh, that the um, that Sandy Chung and a, a group of dedicated pediatricians started when they realized they had so many patients, young patients with mental health issues and didn't know how to deal with it. They didn't have the expertise. And uh, they went and identified initiatives in other states that were an, an initiative that was working well in other states and uh, you know, wanted to bring it here to Virginia. And once again, uh, VCHI was instrumental in helping them uh, you know, kind of launch it and get things going. Uh, and I think that's one, and, and now it's very successful and continues to grow and totally without VCHI, you know, like it, there was an incubation of sorts, a nurturing, and then poof, out on its own. And so uh, to me, that is one of the beauties of VH, VCHI. It, it has done a lot of things itself, but it has also uh, helped uh, nurture and sort of spring uh, new initiatives into being uh, coaching and giving help along the way. You know, as Debbie was talking, I, I was also reflecting on it. From the outset, the VCHI was a group of people collaborating. And I can't recall any time prior to that where we had hospital administrators, physicians, representatives from pharma, from industry, uh, from insurance, all working together. And uh, while we may have had some tug of war about different aspects of what we thought were important priorities, there was a great collaboration and partnership. And you really had this sense of people wanted to improve health in our commonwealth. And they wanted to work together to make that happen. And Debbie has just gone through several examples that continues where the VCHI hasn't had to do it all, but has facilitated, has served as a catalyst, has nurtured great projects, and knows when to step out of it so that it can be on its own. And boy, that, that isn't always easy. Yeah. Well, you know, Nancy, um, what you were just describing in terms of bringing uh, you know, leaders from different industries together uh, in a collaborative fashion. You know, uh, Beth has a, a a saying for that. You know, she, uh, which I think is it really sums it all up. And it's uh, she feels like the center's strength is taking competitors and turning them into collaborators. Yeah. And uh, you know, I just think that's so nicely put. Uh, now she does that by focusing on issues, you know, that have uh, 
common where there is common ground and uh, you know an interest in moving forward. But it takes a real skill and insight to be able to identify those and then figure out the most productive way to move forward and to keep things moving forward when when you do hit a few bumps in the road. Thanks, Debbie. And let's pick up on that idea of moving forward. <laughs> Given the events of the past two years, there are people and organizations all across Virginia trying to restore and strengthen community capacity for the future. So with this in mind, let's think about the possibilities. Nancy, as you think about the Carillion mission to improve the health of the communities it serves, what do you see as some promising possibilities for collaborative innovation and partnership going forward? I think, uh, as I mentioned earlier, that um, I took the word collaboration and it's now one of our core values at Carillion. Um, we believe we don't have to own everything and that in fact, we can do more together. So we seek ways to partner with others, uh, particularly to solve big problems. And um, I think the potential for innovation, frankly, it's everywhere I look. Um, from partnering with technology companies, we've recently partnered with a, a new a startup to develop micro-learning videos because we know people's attention is very short, uh, but also the, um, the providers, the nurses, the clinicians spend a lot of time educating patients one at a time over and over. Uh, can we do that by video so that the consumer, the patient, and their families can see it at any time, whenever they want, on any device? Uh, so that's just been some new thinking. For we, um, we're certainly uh, working with community leaders and community health workers to look hard at social determinants of health and uh, how we can improve everything from safety and security to childhood education. Um, so lots of, of opportunities there. I think if, I, uh, if you ask me what keeps me up at night, it's our workforce and very worried about having enough people people who have the right education, the right talent, the right skill, uh, who, are, who are seeking joy and passion in their work, concerned about well-being and resilience. Um, so we've uh, cr created in the last 10 years uh, two very significant partnerships, one with Virginia Tech to create a new allopathic medical school, which has become quite successful, and more recently with Radford University for a school of nursing and, and allied health. Um, and and you know, those are just some examples where it takes energy and effort, but there's no way any of us could do things alone. So there's, there's an awful lot of, of opportunity. And I've more and more thought that the government is also a place to partner with. Um, in so many ways, CMS is our biggest customer and, and one of our biggest funders. And so finding ways to partner both with the state payers and the federal payers, Medicare and Medicaid. And I, you know, I think that it took the work of a lot of us, including the VCHI, to, um, to finally get Medicaid expansion in <laughs> Virginia. And that has made a, a, a huge difference. 
Um, but through that collective power, I think there's a lot more work we can do going forward. I would totally agree with you, uh, really on all counts, Nancy. Uh, and congratulations on the two initiatives that you just mentioned, uh, workforce related, because they really both are very significant and making a big difference. Um, from the workforce perspective, uh, we too here at the Healthcare Foundation uh, are very focused on that, particularly in the area of behavioral health. And uh, you know, we just did a, an assessment of the capacity of Virginia's licensed behavioral health professionals uh, that we just released about a month or so ago. And mm -hmm. it was really startling uh, to just see uh, not only you know, we, we had shortages before the pandemic and before the pan, uh, and the mental health issues that arose from that. Now we are just overwhelmed. Right. And uh, we really are in a mental health crisis of sorts. And, you know, we uh, hear a lot and pay a lot of attention to the public mental health system and emergencies, which we need to. But sometimes, you know, that's sort of at one end of the continuum, but there is a tremendous amount of need at the other end of the continuum for what I call basic uh, mental health conditions like depression, anxiety, panic disorder, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, because uh, much, if you don't address that there, for it can spiral and end up moving further down the continuum to the more serious. The thing is, retirement is the name and insufficient pipeline is the name of the game for all five licensed behavioral health professionals. And uh, so to me, uh, that is an area that we're certainly working on and uh, chipping away as it is, uh, but uh, that I, I think bears a lot of attention. Thank you, Debbie. We have to turn to closing now. We could, we could continue this all day. Um, all these examples you've given, plus your vision for the future, there's so much going on and it's really a tribute to all the brilliant people that have been brought together for learning and action through the center. From a personal perspective, what have you found most rewarding about your work with BCHI? You know, the most Gosh, the most rewarding part. Um, well, clearly it's getting to know a lot of brilliant people, not myself included, but learning from others, the networking, the, really the developing friendships. Um, but, I, you know, I might say it a little differently and say um, the power of, of purpose and um, passion and partnership are the is how I would describe the best part of what I found in the in the uh, Virginia Healthcare Innovation. Thank you, Nancy. Debbie, your turn. What have you found most rewarding about your work with BCHI? Well, you know, I kind of feel like a proud parent, you know, watching uh, something that uh, we helped, you know, that was that was birthed by us uh, really grow and evolve uh, and develop into uh, what it is today. And so uh, that's always rewarding 
when you can see uh, something that you help start really blossom. And it's not with that, it has not been without its challenges and, you know, some pathways that, uh, you know, ended up not being as productive as hoped. And, you know, then you kind of regroup and go again, you know, and I feel like um, uh, that really has a lot to do with the leadership of the Center for Health Innovation. And, uh, you know, uh, I think one of the most important uh, traits and characteristics of success is perseverance and persistence. And, uh, and I think that is a hallmark of, uh, of the center and uh, in addition to all the many skills it brings. Nancy Agee and Debbie Oswald, thank you for sharing your insights with us today. And thank you for all of your contributions as leaders and partners for innovation in Virginia. Pleasure. Thank you, Steve.